Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to another edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. Today, we're off to the races. Oh, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, but we're off to it only in the uh, in the podcast sense. Adam Wilkinson is the general manager of the Werribee Racing Club. Going to head uh, there, talk to Adam about uh, preparations that are underway, of course, for Werribee's part and the very significant part it will play in the 2020 Spring Racing Carnival. The race that stops the nation will go ahead. The Spring Racing Carnival will go ahead. Have that unique thing happening this year where the Cox Plate and the Grand Final will be on the same day. So there is still a lot happening in the racing industry, one of the few industries that has been able to weather the storm of uh, COVID-19 and uh, continue to operate, uh, albeit under really radical and different circumstances, but certainly still being able to operate, which is uh, quite a, a testament to the people involved in the racing industry. So let's get to the local racing industry, the Werribee Racing Club, and the general manager, Adam Wilkinson, who joins me now to tell us what life's like at the track at the moment. G'day, Adam. Yeah, g'day, Kevin. Um, I mean, in general at the moment, we've been relatively unscathed from the perspective that racing's continued, which has been great. But um, you know, through that period, we've raced four times with our ability to not have people on course, but in saying that, um, you know, racing survived in general, which has been great. Um, exciting time moving forward with uh, quarantine starting over the second, which is uh, a great thing for the club and a great thing for the local community. All right, well, take us through uh, how that looks uh, with this version of it, because we're all used to, you know, the internationals all coming in by the boatload or the plane load, I should say, uh, around this time of the year. So how's that changed and how's it different this year to, to what it's been previously? Numbers are slightly down, and there's only one shipment this year, Kevin. So we've still got 29 horses, which is a great result yeah, geez, uh, that's for, good. for the club and a great result for the industry. So there's 16 true international horses, and there's 13 horses that will do two weeks quarantine here and then go and be trained uh, by trainers uh, within Australia. So, um, yeah, ultimately we'll end up with 16 horses here for uh, about a six- to seven-week period, but obviously 29 will arrive Friday night, a uh, week a little bit from now. Now, in terms of what you have to do, because I guess you are almost like a, a little hub on your own anyway and have been for a number of years the way it's set up. So I imagine it's not dramatically different to what you've been doing. No, that's right. I must say at the moment it's relatively business as usual. What what we have noticed this time around is um, you know, there's certainly a lot less people involved and to get things done you're really going to be self-sufficient here at the moment. But um, we've got through the best we can, starting to really look like a quarantine facility out here at the moment and the track's in pristine condition. The quarantine centres have uh, been cleaned, sanitised, wiped over. So, yeah, we're in a good position to welcome the horses next time or You mentioned, uh, you know, the impact that it has on the on the city of Wyndham, and it does have an enormous uh, economic impact. Uh, would you expect that to be dramatically different this year or about the same, or where's that sit? I'd, I'd say it will drop slightly. Um, yeah, the guys will all still stay, stay in town. Uh, they'll still support locals. Their ability to probably get out and move around as they would have previously is probably is a bit restricted. Yep. The good news out of all that is, and it's quite remarkable when you look at what's happened in the world in the last seven months, the fact that racing has been able to continue unabated is is quite unbelievable. It certainly is, and it's a testament to everyone that's been involved in it, from the racing industry to the participants, to the trainers, to each and every club, be it metropolitan club and country club, to allow racing to continue. What I will say is the protocols to enable us to race are significant. 
Um, there's a lot that needs to take place and there's a lot of things that people need to adhere to. But, you know, and, and even a couple of the you know, speculative cases that have arisen have been managed uh, fantastically by the racing industry, um, which have allowed racing through that period and training to continue. I must say that Racing Victoria, particularly uh, the work they've done to enable racing to continue, but I mean, for each and every individual race club, what needs to take place on a race day to allow that to take place is significant, as I said. And um, we've all abide by it, uh, the citizens all abide by it, uh, which you know, is a great thing for everyone. Um, tell us about uh, the impact uh, that uh, COVID-19's had on, let's talk about the Werribee Racing Club and uh, and how that's affected people. I mean, obviously you mentioned that you've had four or five meetings, uh, but uh, no people. Uh, what effects that had on the on the racing club as a, as a business, Adam? I'll, I'll be honest and say at the present time, it's probably only had minor effects. Where we'll see the impact, I believe, uh, in the next racing season. Uh, we were lucky enough in December last year to run Werribee Cup as we would normally do with approximately 5,000 people. Yep. Um, you know, we were able to, um, you know, from a club perspective, um, you know, income around sponsorship and membership was all uh, pre-COVID. Where we'll see impacts this year is around our ability to have people on course to wear every cup, which at this stage is unknown. We obviously need to abide by all the government protocols in place. But from our perspective as well, um, you know, we're working really hard in the background to ensure that if we're able to have people on the first Sunday in December, Sunday, December 6th, uh, we'll be in a position to welcome them here. How confident are you that it might be at a point where you can have um, people at the at the course, given the way the numbers are going down and all, all the indicators will look pretty positive? Yeah. Look, it's really hard to know. I mean, I've got no doubt it'll be a gradual release anyway. So how we've conducted a Werribee Cup previously will still need to change. We have a real hope that uh, by by December that, that things will be opened up enough to allow people to, to be on course. Uh, in what situation, it's really hard to know, but um, I, re- I personally remain really optimistic that, that will be the case. Yeah. All those events that we have during the Spring Racing Carnival and the, and the access that people have to having a look at the horses that have come out from overseas, all that obviously is, is not, uh, not happening this year? No, it's not. So International Breakfast has been postponed, uh, sadly, for 12 months. We're still working through with Racing Victoria what quarantine looks like from a from access perspective for people. We'll be able to reach out to the public over the course of the next week to 10 days prior to their arrival around what that looks like. Um, I, I am hopeful that the people can come and view from the grandstand. However, okay. obviously, um, protocols around social distancing and all those sort of things will need to be in place. But we're still working through those with Racing Victoria at the moment, so it's probably unfair for me to say that will be the case. Uh, you mentioned uh, the track and the condition it's in. Uh, you said it's pristine. Uh, uh, that that's uh, obviously an amazing effort uh, from from your team there. Yeah, very hard working crew led by a track manager Paul Downs. Um, look, a lot of investment, a lot of work goes into the track in the lead up to um, quarantine, obviously. But in terms of uh, preparation on an annual basis around um, enabling us to race the amount of times we do, we, like, we raced eleven times last year as well. So. Uh, our annual renovation took place in uh, in early June, which is uh, um, obviously a whole track was top dressed and overthrown with ryegrass in preparation for um, you know the upcoming spring racing carnival quarantine and but not only that our racing season as well. Yeah, uh, the Werribee Racing Club has an amazing history uh, in the in the city of Wyndham and the city of Werribee as it used to be. The, is the future still very bright and uh, you're optimistic about where it sits in the in the sort of going ahead? Very much so, Kevin. Look. Um, you know, sadly, prior to um, COVID hitting back early in the year, I was really 
excited and buoyed by the opportunities that we're going to present to Werribee Racing Club over the course of this next 12 months. Coming off the back of the most successful Werribee Cup in a long time back in December last year. Yep. Sadly, we've had some impacts that no one can control, but um, yeah, me personally, I'm really excited by the challenge and opportunities that will present the club over the course of the next period of time, and um, I'm really looking forward to taking those head on and engaging with the community, engaging with business into the community to um, provide you know, an opportunity and, and a great day out for racing and a great day for, for those people to come and enjoy. I think people are hanging out for, a, for you know, live spectator experiences of all descriptions and racing's one of them that we'd all like to get back and have a look, be able to walk, you know, into the into the gates there and walk through and uh, have a look at the horses and then have a look at the race and do all that stuff. We've certainly missed all that uh, that kind of interaction. Um, have you had a look at the plan that you had for the next 12 to 18 months to two years and, and kind of redefined it? Has it given you some, uh, some time to do some things you wouldn't have had time to do normally? Yeah, it has. Um, yeah, what, what we've been able to do through this period is really plan and, and work out what our priorities are over the next period. And, um, you know, I suppose a significant thing that people will notice, not at the moment, but over the course of the next 12 months is uh, the refurbishment and the redevelopment of our um, racing precinct, which is our jockey stewards owner trainers bar um, area. All right. Um, the condemned grandstand will be removed at the end of our next racing season. We'll open up that whole area, which will uh, create a lot more, um, you know, opportunities for people to be a lot closer to action as well. So that's probably one of our biggest priorities. We've got a project on the moment to shore up our water supply as well. We're working with a couple of key uh, water authorities at the moment to shore up our water supply. So there's a bit going on behind the scenes that probably people wouldn't realise to ensure that the sustainability of the race club is there long term. Gee, a uh, change to that uh, grandstand area would make an enormous difference to not only the look of the track, but also obviously um, a modernisation of the facilities. It will, yeah. Look, at you know, I wouldn't say it's an eyesore, but it's certainly um, you know a building that is past its use by date, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we we just need to wait for the right time in our racing season for those works to be done, and yeah, that'll be that'll be commenced about April next year. Uh, once our racing season finishing, we'll be completed in time for our racing season the year after that. Adam, uh, there's sort of two folds uh, to this. There's a, there's a business part of it and a racing part of it. What's COVID-19 and the, and the effects it's had on the way you run your business and the way you've planned your business had from a business point of view and from a racing point of view? From a business point of view, it certainly uh, made us look at pretty much all aspects of our business. Um, you know, and a lot of those have been really positive. Uh, reflections as well, which has been great. From a racing perspective, you know, it's one of those ones, I think, as I said before, we're, we're one of the lucky organisations or lucky industries in a sense that we've been able to continue. So, again, the same, we're, we're able to now invest in a lot of, um, you know, racing infrastructure, be it the track, be it those things that support the performance of the track, and then that's what um, this COVID period allowed us to do. Was there was there a point at any stage during any of this where you were, where you felt or you were frightened that maybe the uh, the quarantine situation mightn't be uh, be able to be resolved to 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 a point where you've had you know thirty odd horses coming in uh, into the facility? Uh, yeah, uh, up until probably two weeks ago. That oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Look. I mean, basically, the most important part about this was getting people into the country to uh, look after these horses and. A lot of those horses wouldn't have come without their grooms that they originally had back through through Europe. So up until probably two weeks ago when we were made aware that flights were available for them, 
quarantine in its full sense was still up in the air. So, um, yeah, look, quarantine for us is a really significant part of our business. Uh, it's a significant funding stream of our business. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's many sleepless nights wondering if uh, quarantine's going to uh, go ahead and, um, you know, the work that Racing Victoria have done to ensure that uh, occurred um, has been phenomenal. Has the rest of the world, uh, be, I mean, is everyone gun shy about uh, moving, uh, you know, very expensive uh, horse flesh around the, around the world? Has that become something that they've become a little bit more cautious about in this in this time? Um, look, not from my perspective, I, I haven't seen that. I okay. mean, yeah, there's certainly been a demand locally for the purchase of horses. As I said, there's 13 horses that have been purchased locally that are coming next Friday night as well that will stay in Australia. Yeah. I suppose the change this year is that there's only one shipment of horses. So there's 29 horses coming on one flight, whereas previously there's been two flights. So um, <clears throat> the number of horses is less, but it's probably less because of the fact that there's only one flight available this year. What uh, what's the long term planning there? Is it is it to get it back to that two flights, or is it to to uh, rationalise it down to what it is now, or where do you where do you see that panning out for the for the following year? Uh, I, I would envisage that we would back to be uh, we would be back to a normal quarantine situation in twelve months time, which would mean that there'd be two shipments of horses like it was last year. We had about forty five horses through the premises over that quarantine period, so yeah. that's certainly the intention of Racing Victoria. It's certainly our desire, and I'm pretty sure that'll be the case, providing you know, the world's in a situation that will allow it to happen. Pre-COVID, were you looking at expansion above that uh, that two flights into into you know numbers above fifty, or were you happy with the with the kind of forty forty five ish numbers? It was probably enough, and it's probably enough because I suppose bringing in more horses would uh, probably dilute the quality of horses and dilute the quality of the races as they were competing. Victoria also has its own quarantine facility out near the airport as well, which allows horses to come in um, through that, you know, through all parts of the year. These horses that come here are primarily set for races through spring racing carnival. So do we need more? I don't think so. I think what we have, and in terms of our facility as well, um, you know, we have a facility that can hold 32 horses at any one time. And obviously with the strict protocols around the requirements to spend a minimum of two weeks here, it probably only enables two shipments at any one time, anyway. The racing industry went through, uh, you know, the equine flu era, and uh, and came out of that uh, uh, remarkably uh, in in good health. Um, uh, Whether the the COVID nineteen storm so far, we touch wood when we say all these sorts of things, but uh, confident that uh, that everything's going to come out the other side, as as uh, the racing industry did with the equine flu. Uh, I would hope so. As you say, touch wood that that will be the case. Um, you know, the industry across all areas has shown that it can do that through the hard work that's gone into it, through the protocols that have been put in place. So, yeah, I'm really confident that we can move forward now with great optimism. Um, you know, I think for me personally and from a Werribee Racing Club's perspective, the next steps are, you know, our ability to add or welcome patrons, members, uh, and general public back to the racehorse. Yeah. What's your message to the members uh, of the Werribee Racing Club and people who are thinking about becoming a member? We're a very relevant part of the Wyndham community and we, we had a lot of aspirations to really involve ourselves with that over the last period of time. It hasn't been the case primarily of what's going on, but rest assured, we believe we're the biggest sporting event in the city of Wyndham and uh, we want to be able to welcome people to the Werribee Cup in December if that's the case. If it's not the case, yeah, rest assured that 2021 will be bigger and better than ever. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard times, isn't it? You you got all these. Uh, it's hard when you got a, a head full of great ideas, but unfortunately, you you you're handcuffed by by the current situation to be able to put a lot of them into practice. 
Yeah, totally agree. It's, it's a real challenging situation at the moment because we're in limbo on a lot of things. And, um, yeah, as, as much as we can like to be, we would like to be certain on a lot of aspects of what we do in terms of our operation. And, and a lot of that's around where it's up. It's really hard to do so. But, you know, as I said before, I'm really optimistic and, and hopefully if the numbers keep trending in the right direction that um, come December, um, we'll be in a position to welcome people on course. Yep. How are you? Uh, how, how are you handling it personally, Adam? You, you uh, I mean, I know you live in Geelong and you work in Werribee, so it's, it's obviously been a bit of a, a test. Yeah, it has. It has. It's been very interesting. Look, I, having been in the role now probably fifteen months, I was all um, eyes and ears around what Werribee's racing season looked like. Having got through first racing season now, I, I had some thoughts and ideas on how we can improve it and how we can get better and had built some great relationships with a lot of people in the community. And sadly, the, the last four to five months has probably um, plateaued in that respect, but um, I'm still eager to ensure that um, we remain very relevant in the community and very re- relevant in the racing industry. Oh, as I said during the, the start of this, uh, the Werribee Racing Club is, a, is such an important and integral part of the history of uh, the city of Werribee and, you know, we Maccabi Diva and all those uh, romantic things that go with the Werribee Cup, uh, very much an important part of, uh, of going ahead in the future. And this, this quarantine centre now has uh, just given a, a, just another lease of life. It certainly has. Look, you know, the Werribee Racing Club in general has got some significant history and Maccabi Diva is part of that, you know, but... If we look at the quarantine centre itself, in the last 10 years, there's been five Melbourne Cup winners trained out of this facility as well and numerous Group 1 winners across other races through the Spring Carnival. So we're a significant and a massive contribution to um, racing in general um, and the racing industry worldwide. Had some, uh, as you as you quite rightly mentioned, some very, very handy horse flesh uh, in there in the last five or six years. Any any uh, early mail for us on anything that might be uh, coming through the gates in the next week or so that we should keep our eye on? There's some nice horses coming through. Um, one of note is probably a horse called Anthony Van Dyke, who will be one of the favourites for the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup. Yep. Um, he's one of the highest profile stays to ever come to Australia. He's a very exciting horse. There's a horse called Armory that's being set for the Cox Plate as well, which, um, again, the same, is a, is a very high profile horse back in Europe um, and will come and compete with the best out here for sure. But one, of, one horse of note for a lot of the local people around here is a horse called Prince of Aaron. Prince of Aaron's on his third trip to Australia now. He's been placed in the last two Melbourne Cups, and I know their connections are very excited to get him out here again for another tilt at the Melbourne Cup. I think there's a fair bit of worry money that's been put on that horse over the years, and they'd be quite happy to see it uh, run again and, and do well, <laughs> judging on its performances of the last few years. Yeah, he seems to really thrive when he gets to Australia, Prince of Aaron, and... Um, yeah, he's a very likable uh, trainer, Charlie Fellows, and um, yeah, really, he's one of those ones that he really engages with um, us at the club and he engages with the, the racing community in general. So uh, he'll be one that we'll be cheering for, that's for sure. Yep. As a racing man, Adam, uh, the fact that the Cox Plate and the Grand Final is going to be on the same day, how do you see that kind of panning out from a from a racing point of view? Yeah, well, look, I think it's a positive look. We're in very interesting times, and a lot of people can't control what's taking place. You know, the powers to be in, in all those organisations have done an amazing job to, um, you know, see AFL continue, to see racing continue, um, you know, and they should be applauded for all the work they've done. Yep. You know, it's, it's interesting times, but, but it's unique and it's exciting and, um, you know, what more could you want on a Saturday afternoon, sit down and watch the Cox Plate in the afternoon and look forward to a grand final in the evening. I think it's going to be a great day for Australian sport in general. 
And I know you're very heavily involved in local footy in the Geelong area. Local footy not being on this year, did you miss that? I did. I did miss, miss being involved locally. In, um, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's probably give everyone an opportunity to refresh and reflect and um, take a break. And, you know, I think everyone will be eager that uh, we can look forward to next year with great optimism and um, excitement. Well, spring has sprung and a young man's fancies turns to the Spring Racing Carnival. Adam, we thank you for your time and uh, the Werribee Racing Club again to play a very important part in uh, in what happens uh, over the spring and into uh, that first Tuesday in November. Yeah, thanks very much, Kevin. I appreciate you having me. And, and while I've got the chance, Kevin, I'd just like to um, say a big thank you to all those local businesses and local people that have reached out to and supported us through this time as well. Yep. Yeah, we've got a lot of great sponsors and a lot of great people that have really supported us through challenging times and um, those people certainly haven't gone unnoticed. So uh, I appreciate all their support. And we look forward to not only the first Tuesday in November, but uh, December 6th for the Werribee Cup. And let's hope we can uh, we can get out and enjoy it. If not, we certainly enjoy it uh, however we can. That's exactly right. I, uh, I've got my fingers and toes crossed that um, <laughs> we'll be able to have you all back on course. Good stuff. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate your time. Good on you, Kevin. Thanks very much. Thanks to Adam Wilkinson and to the Werribee Racing Club. Uh, and let's hope that on December 6th we are able to uh, put on our finery or whatever that is now. I'm sure it'll be the formal tracksuit pants uh, at the rate the wardrobe's going at the moment. Uh, to be able to go to the Werribee Cup for uh, for 2020 would be a, a nice little uh, bonus uh, and a nice way to finish off what's been a, a pretty ordinary year up till now. My thanks again to uh, Adam for his time. And a reminder to check out the uh, the webpage and also the Facebook page for the Committee for Wyndham. Uh, all the details of a whole lot of online activities that are going on at the moment that I'm sure will be of interest to you. And don't forget you can also check out uh, the back episodes of this particular podcast Talking Wyndham, a whole lot of very fascinating people. I um, mean, we spoke to Adam, I think it was about 12 months ago now. Uh, so uh, there's a lot uh, there to, that you might not have had the chance to have a listen to. And now with uh, a little bit of time on your hands, might be an idea to go back and have a listen to some of the uh, the previous Talking Wyndham podcasts available on all the uh, all the podcast platforms and, of course, available through the uh, the Committee for Wyndham Facebook page as well. Enjoy yourself. Take care. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Be good. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.